0: All right, welcome back. It's uh, 3.40 here on the Blitz 1170 as we get set to uh, head into Oklahoma State basketball pregame coming up at 5 o'clock here on the Blitz 1170. You know, earlier in the show, I was talking about auction items. Um, Boy, I just saw this. Evidently, Adrian Peterson is um, maybe having a financial problem right now. And Adrian Peterson has an estate sale that's going on right now in Houston. That includes his MVP, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year trophies and more in his estate sale. And I'm scrolling through here right now. There's like game-worn cleats for a bit of $27 right now. There's autographed hats, there's all types of jerseys and everything else. Footballs that are on here. Uh yeah, I'm trying to see here, can we find his MVP <laughs> trophy and find out how much it's going for right now oh two hundred and seventy five dollars if you would like to own a piece of your favorite former Oklahoma Sooners history there in the National Football League um that kind of sucks that you are having to go through that and sell off items or maybe maybe it's the opposite way which is he's like you know what I don't need this stuff to prove who i am but uh there's some kind of words on the streets that he might be going through a little financial problems and, right it's, now. and it's not just awards he's selling furniture and rugs and he's got all of sunglasses. his shoes like all of his dress shoes that are here i mean you can get there's still eight days left but i'm looking at a pretty sweet looking pair of dress shoes right now for three bucks that have one bid on them yeah there's some gucci shoes that are six dollars <laughs> all i mean there's hoodies dude there's there's everything so uh, i just put it on my twitter account if you want to go take a look at any of that stuff uh okay before we hit a snack i do have to ask do you feel that basketball players have better nicknames than football players yeah i think so just in general and I still don't know why. Yeah, really I mean, like, is. off the top of my head, I'm, I, I'm coming up with a lot more basketball nicknames. Yeah, even ones that are simple, like the, the, glo- answer, the Glove the truth. is a great nickname. Yeah. Absolutely. great Iceman. Uh, George Gervin, are you out of your mind? Yeah, the all chief. of them. Robert Parrish, who's living in DFW yeah. these days. Yes, walking around. It's just weird that it and I and that's not me saying that we haven't had good football ones because we have. I mean, Ed tall Nigerian nightmare is really good. Yes, Too Jones is a great one. I brought up Ironhead Hayward. That that's a great one. Joe Megatron Broadway Joe Megatron is another good one. But did we didn't we did like I'm thinking of players off the top of my head right now that didn't really have one that were elite level. Like, did Emmett Smith have a great nickname? Not, not really. Barry Sanders didn't have, like, a great nickname no. that we referred to him by. And there are some players that in, that kind of elevate past even a nickname, I think, and it's just synonymous with, like, you just say Barry, like, and people understand where that's coming from. But, man, we've had some really marketable players that did not have a nickname. And I do think that the NBA – At least while we were growing up in the 80s and 90s, a lot of their marketing campaign was based off of just the nicknames. Like, think of all the the commercials for the Admiral and, of course, Air and his Airness. There was a lot that was through that, through marketing campaigns. NFL did as well. I mean, with with Prime and a, a few others, but, yeah, it just seems like we're a little bit lacking for sure. All right. The big fundamental. The big fundamental. Yes. <laughs> I saw one today. We may have to go to what was that? Is it Pro Basketball Reference that has all the nicknames for people? Yeah. I saw one for David to, from Tim Duncan that I had never heard of before and let me see if Pro Basketball Reference has this. Uh, let's see under nicknames. Yes, here it is. So under nicknames for Timothy Theodore Duncan, besides the big fundamental, is Old Man Riverwalk. I've heard that one. The Stone Buddha. And then the one that I hadn't heard of before, Groundhog Day. <laughs> is it a nickname for, Groundhog Tim, Day? for Tim Duncan? <laughs> Groundhog Day. I've never heard Stone Buddha. I I maybe have in passing. That one didn't shock me as much as Groundhog Day does. He got Old Man Riverwalk later in his career, which is kind of funny, but he was mainly referred to as the big fundamental, even through marketing campaigns. So there is that. All right, Scott, we got time to uh, fit in a little bit of a snack today. All right, let's do it. It's time for a snack. Is butter a carb? Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Snack time on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Ah, uh, thank you, Rex Ryan. Brought to you by Insert Your Business Here on the Blitz 1170. So As we get set to shut things down on this day. For a 5 o'clock start for Oklahoma State on the road at Cincinnati. Okay. Guess who jumped into our or on our side and a conversation regarding where we're at now in the great tipping debate. Who's, Who's that? Former Nebraska Cornhusker Indomitian Sue jumped in on the conversation regarding tipping. And he had a Twitter thread regarding where we are at now as a country when it comes to tipping. Who is this? Indomitian Sue. Oh, okay. So, Indomican started a tweet, because we've had multiple conversations about where we're at now with tipping. Uh, Indomican said, you know, this year, I spent a lot more time abroad and got used to not tipping. Got back to the United States and had sticker shock every time I had to add 20% to my bill. So I did some research trying to answer the question, why are we one of the few places in the world with tipping? Now, I'm in radio. I don't travel a whole lot. So I don't have a whole lot of international experience outside of here in North America. Um, I don't know if either of you do have any Europe under your belt at all. um but i guess i didn't realize that that's not really a thing in in europe at all did you guys i did not know that. no okay. I, no in Dominican writes, turns out we got tipping from europe there was a long history there of rich folks leaving a little extra for the lower class service people in the 1800s american tourism exploded in europe and many travelers thought that this was a commendable thing and wanted to bring it back Unfortunately, it was quickly turned into a way for business to hire the immigrants and new freed slaves that were entering the American labor market. They hired them for basically nothing, then asked customers to make up the difference. A lot of people didn't like this, and a few states even outlawed tipping for a while in the early 1900s. But as we know, America is famously pro-business. Once owners got a taste of paying very little and passing on the cost, it was only going to end one way. And those laws were reversed. In 1938, when the Fair Labor Standards Act was passed, which set up minimum wage for many industries, it was uh, excluded a few industries such as the food service. And there's some history there. So the real question is, is tipping a good thing? And Dominican writes, in a perfect world, probably not. Is it realistic to think that it's going away in the U.S. anytime soon? No. Restaurants are hard businesses, I know, because I own a few. Many people argue that getting rid of tipping will make it even harder for restaurants to make any money at all. Sure, a lot of high-profile restaurants are removing tipping, but they're already likely to be successful. My opinion, after spending time abroad, is that tipping isn't the service incentive people think that it is. Most folks would rather have a higher steady paycheck than an income which relies on pandering. In a perfect world, people would get paid fairly, restaurants would make money, and we'd all have great service. I just don't know if it could be done in the U.S., but I'd like to see it if someone tried with some seriousness. Some of the costs to restaurants might be offset by staffing stability, and folks would certainly be happier. Well, look at Andavik and Sue being able to actually, I don't know, speak for all of us when it comes to what our thoughts and feelings are here on the tipping epidemic that is currently waging here in our country. The hero we both need and deserve. Yeah, who would have thought that it would have been in and Sue that would be the one to help make sense of all of this? Um man, this whole jersey thing with fanatics and Nike on the major league baseball jerseys, every single day there's something new that gets added to it. So have you guys seen now that the white pants are essentially see-through? All these teams are taking their photos for spring training. And you can see on the white jerseys, the tail end of the jersey tucked into the pant. And it looks completely awkward. Go look at some of the Dodgers photos right now with Shohei. It is not a good look at all. And Fanatics is just getting absolutely destroyed over this because Nike has farmed out the jersey-making process to Fanatics. Um, An MLB jersey fan... Actually, took a picture of. Let's see who was this that they took the picture of. They took a picture from a Mariners player that was posted because the number is all crooked on the back of this Major League Baseball player's jersey, and they screen grabbed it and sent it to customer complaints from fanatics fanatics didn't know that it was a real jersey for a major league baseball player and fanatics response was oops that looks like that's wrong can you please contact us so we can replace your jersey order please so fanatics is is getting hit even from fans right now about this and every player that i've read this is the hot debate of of yeah the, the spring so the, yeah far. that's actual that's an mlb player that sent that in yes. that wasn't even a fan yeah yeah how about that right absolutely insane and uh, this is also having an impact. The Nike jersey situation is having an impact on college games. The old Miss coach was talking about how we've only got one uniform right now. Nike's so backed up, we're waiting on our other baseball jerseys to come in. LSU has the same problem. I, I, I don't know. I, I get that there's a hierarchy when it comes to schools, for instance, like Nike-related, you obviously are going to make sure that you take care of Ohio State before you take care of, here's my token school, Middle Tennessee State. Clearly, I get that there's a hierarchy there, but shouldn't you take care of Major League Baseball first uh, before everyone else with your players? Huh? Just a, just a little question. I don't think that any of this is a good look for anyone that's involved at all. Okay, uh, quickly here before we get into... Important dates in history. There is a stat that came out last night that I'm still a little bit bewildered by. Did you guys see the UConn stat that came out of last night's loss? I saw you tweet this. Yeah. So they get hammered last night. It's like a 20 plus loss. And UConn now, here's the stat, over the past 10 years... UConn is 0 21 on the road versus ranked opponents. In the past 10 years, they've won two national titles in 10 years and still have yet to win a road game against a ranked opponent. That is absolutely insane. Last time they beat a ranked opponent was on the road, Memphis in 2014. All right, Uh, dates in history. Oh, let's see here. Oh, NASCAR was founded on this date, 1948. Uh, 9 to 5 came out on this date, 1981, number one song in America, February 21st through the 27th. Eddie Murphy premiered in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on this date in 1981 from SNL. Uh, Charles Rocket was actually fired on this date as well for dropping the F-bomb live on Saturday Night Live on this date in 1981. 1986, Nintendo released The Legend of Zelda in Japan. It later came to the United States on August 22nd, 1987. Pete Rose met with the commissioner to discuss his gambling problem here in 1989. He would ultimately get banned by Major League Baseball for betting on games. Uh, Charlie ber- Hustle was his nickname. Charlie Hustle, yes. Birthdays <laughs> today. Um, the great Rue McClenahan. Otherwise known as Blanche from the Golden Girls, (laughs) and a Tulsa native as well, was born on this date, February twenty first, nineteen thirty four. Alan Rickman was born on this date, nineteen forty six, as was Jack Ramsey, basketball coach, passing away on this date. Televangelist, not wrestler, Billy Graham, November, uh, excuse me, February twenty first, two thousand eighteen. And let's see here, uh, Peter Tork, keyboardist for the Monkees passed away on this date 2019 birthdays uh anthony daniels who played c-3po 1946 uh, we'll have to pick through some of these kelsey grammar from cheers 1955 uh, let's see william baldwin born on the fourth of july in backdraft baby 1963 eric wilson the bassist from sublime 1970 sophie turner turns 28 Oh, Colby. Jennifer Love Hewitt turns 45 today. Greatness. Holy cow. Jordan Peele is 45. Braylon Edwards is 41. Johnny Jolly is 41. Paul Westhead is 85. Bronco Mendenhall is 58. The franchise, another great nickname, Steve Francis. Stevie Y, 47. Uh, Most know Stevie Y was Stevie Eisenman. It's the franchise. Steve Francis. And Tyler Lyons turns 36 today, baseball player. And that will do it for birthdays on this version of The Snack, February 21st, 2024. And that gentleman will do it for our little shindig today. We have Oklahoma State baseball. Baseball? What is wrong with me? Oklahoma State basketball comes up in 20 seconds after we go to this timeout with John and Dave live from Cincinnati. The Bearcats and Oklahoma State coming up next here on the Blitz 1170. As, As always, we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.